greatly to be praised. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name, Almighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Why don't you turn around and shake somebody's hand this morning. Hallelujah. Tell them you're glad to see them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good to be in the house of the Lord with you this morning. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. I appreciate your pastor and his dear wife. The Parkers have been a great blessing, not only to this district, but to my wife and I and our church. Uh, we just had them with us recently, and I want you to know that uh, they did a great job blessing us. And uh, I had members of my church going, you better have them back again, because they are a blessing. Amen, amen. And I count their friendship uh, a very a very dear thing. God bless both of you so very much. They have treated us like royalty while we have been here with you. And we're glad to be in the house of the Lord with you. Amen. I know I see some familiar faces here uh, God bless the Bells. We appreciate brother and sister Bell. Hallelujah. And we, we have spent many years in Sunday school working together, and I'm so glad. It's always good to see your smiling face. God bless you, Sister Bell. Hallelujah. Brother Vince, God bless you. Appreciate you and your dear wife. They've come over for our conference we have for ministers. And, and uh, getting to know some of you, Brother Jesse, I got to meet him this morning. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Uh, would you open your Bibles with me this morning to Psalms uh, 107. Psalms 107. Everybody say ships. I'm going to talk to you about ships. Don't worry, I'm not going to teach you how to be a, a mariner. Psalm 107. Verse 21 through 24, it says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. They that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters, these... See the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. We need to realize today that God wants us to have some ships in our lives. And God has a blessing for each and every one of us. Would you pray with me once again? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your power and for your word, Lord Jesus. Mighty God, we thank you for your presence that is ever with us, Lord. We ask that you'd lead us, guide us, and direct us this day. That your glory would come down in this house, Almighty God, in such a mighty way that we would be undeniable of your glory and your presence. Lord, we thank you. 
for your goodness and your grace in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. I uh, was for many years in the church in Nina, uh, Brother Pastor John Bridges at the time, now pastored by Brother Phil Bridges. Uh, I remember one particular Sunday morning that I was ministering the congregation that I had uh, just got done. And walking back to the back of the church, I ran across a friend of mine that gave me probably some of the best advice that I had ever received. I want to say something before I really get into the meat of my message this morning based upon that statement right there. As I walked to the back, somebody that I didn't expect to get advice from gave me advice. Somebody spoke into my life that in a way that wasn't expected. I want to encourage somebody today. You need to hear You need to have an ear to hear when God speaks to your heart. In the book of Revelation it says, Hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. And I want you to understand, somebody needs today, somebody needs to hear something from God. It may come while I'm preaching. It may come when you least expect it. Never say, God can't talk to me through that or in that way. Because you just never know when somebody might speak a word to you and it's God speaking to your heart. Can you say amen? This gentleman, his name is Pat Parker. He'd probably be embarrassed if I mentioned his name and knew that I was mentioning his name in this church setting today. He was an un... uh, a very uh, humble individual, uh, was not part of the ministry. He was just a saint in the church. And he came up to me on this particular day, and he said, Brother Rabbi, I'd like to give you some advice. Now, I could have said, hey, I'm the preacher. I, I just got done ministering the Word of God to you. I'm the one that gives the advice. You don't give advice. But I didn't say that. Because I've learned that God wants to speak to us at any moment, any time. This is the advice that he gave me. He said, everything in life is about one thing. Relationships. Relationships. And so now you're going to finally get an understanding when I'm talking about ships. We need some ships. We need some relationships in our lives. You're going to find out that if you want to get a good deal on a car, you need to build a relationship with the salesman. You want to get an extra piece of pie at the restaurant? I'll tell you what, work out, get a good relationship with that waitress. And when you're ordering that piece of pie, you might look at her and say, could you make that a little extra big? Relationships are what are going to benefit you in life. And and I heeded that advice, and I've been working on that. I'm, 
I'm an introvert by nature. You might say, well, you're up in front of people talking all the time. I am. That's under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. By nature, I'm an introvert. I run away from uh, communication. I run away from interaction with other people. I, I, I was just telling uh, Brother Parker just the other night that I said, I, I, I'm, I'm not one that wants to be in the midst of strangers. I like to be around people. I like to be around people I know. I like to be in secure locations. Can you say amen? Everybody say earthen vessels. When describing the human body, the Bible declares that God has placed the treasure of His glory, His Holy Spirit, in earthen vessels. That's what a ship is. It's a vessel. 2 Corinthians 4, 6, and 7 says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Folks, I want you to know today we are vessels. Everybody say, we're vessels. When you look up the word vessel, it literally describes this. It is a craft traveling upon the water. A ship. This is the first definition when you open up just the English dictionary. Now, I understand when the Bible was talking about an earthen vessel, it was talking about Maybe something we put some water in. Can you say amen? But when you look up the word vessel, it can also be described as a craft for traveling upon the water. It is a hollow object used to hold things. You know what, if you go back in time, you go back to the ancient days of the old ships. There was a place in there that they put things. You would open up the ship and the belly of the ship and they'd lower in their, their different objects. The, the, the pirates would put their treasures there. The merchants would put their, their welfare and their goods that they were carrying to wherever their destination was. And it was called the hold. We are earthen vessels. And you know what? We have an empty spot with inside of us. And that's where we hold things. You and I, by nature, when we are born into this world, are empty. We were meant to carry something in our hold, in that empty spot within us, in the emptiness of that vessel. We were meant to carry something. That's why when we don't have God in our lives and we're wandering around in this world, when you go out from this place today, you're going to meet people that are empty. They need God in their lives. And you know what I found out, Brother Parker? They don't want to hear what you've got to say until they know that you care about 
You've got the greatest treasure in all the world, something that will fill that void and make them complete. What good is a ship that is sailing around with nothing in its hold? It's just a cruise ship. But even a cruise ship has valuable things that it carries to you and I. Can you say amen? We were meant to carry something in our hold. We were, were designed not to just carry the Spirit of Jesus Christ. We were designed to hold Him. To keep Him. To protect Him. What are we carrying in our hold today? Though we are meant to possess the Spirit of God, that isn't always the case. And today, even in this congregation, maybe you've put something in your hold that doesn't belong there. It would be a, a shame to get to our destination and find out we don't have the right cargo. And you say, Amen. Matthew seven twenty one through twenty three says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me that work, ye that work iniquity. Another parable Jesus spoke of a man that came to a wedding feast without a wedding garment. He said, and when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he said unto him, friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless and he said to the king, uh, and then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I thought it interesting in the, in the first scripture reference that he said, I never knew you. That gives reference to a relationship. I never knew you. You're a stranger to me. I hope that you and I will never have Jesus Christ say, You're a stranger to me. I don't know you. Folks, I want you to understand, it said they prophesied in His name. That means they preached in His name. They cast out devils in His name. They did many wonderful works in Christ's name. And yet He said, You were a stranger to me. Folks, I want you to understand it is the righteousness of Jesus Christ that covers our sin. It's our covering, our wedding garment. Holiness isn't just about what's on the outside. It's about what is in the hold. A ship is defined by its cargo. A ship is defined 
by what it carries. What you are is what you have with inside of you. It defines you. It tells others what your purpose is. It's all about ships. Everything in life is about the relationships we have. What great advice I received on that Sunday morning, not expecting to hear from God. And yet on that day, God spoke to my heart and changed my attitude. And today, that advice I received from a, just a common, everyday saint of God is ministering to you. Because I'm just sharing with you what He shared with me. And that is everything, everything in life. Is about relationships. Love cannot be shared outside of a relationship. And I want to declare to you, love is more than just a feeling. I don't always go to church because I feel like it. I don't always pray because I feel like it. I don't always do the things of God because I feel like it. I do the things of God because I'm committed to Him. My wife was just sharing with the Parkers that sometimes we we don't argue, we just have aggressive negotiations. And my wife even told me, says, it's not that I don't love you, I just don't like you very much right now. When we say, I love you, it doesn't mean that I necessarily uh, am in an agreement with you. When I say, I love you, it means I'm committed to you. Even when you are failing, even when you're in your weakness, even when you're making mistakes, I'm not going to leave you, I'm not going to walk away. Doesn't that sound like the one we love? He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. I'll go with you to the very end of the age. Love is more than a feeling. It's a commitment. When I reached out and received the Spirit of Jesus Christ into my life, I made a promise to Him. But He's the one that really made the promise. You know, the Bible says, Brother Parker said, I'm not supposed to make a vow unless I'm going to fulfill it because... If I make a vow and I don't fulfill it, he says, it'll be sin to me. And I went to an altar one day, and I bowed my head. And I said, God, I know I'm not supposed to make a vow, but I feel like if I don't make this vow, what good is it? And I may, I'm going to make a vow to you, God. I'm going to make heaven my home no matter what it takes. Because if I fail in that vow, I won't make heaven my home. What I was saying is, I'm committed to you, for better or worse, richer or poorer, in sickness and health. I'm committed to you. And I love him because he first loved me. It's a commitment. It's everything that Jesus Christ was and is for us. 
And that is why the scriptures say that God is love. God sent Jesus Christ into our lives to have a relationship with us, to reestablish the relationship that was lost all the way back in the garden. You see, the thing is, is God created you and I to be dependent upon Him. And He made it so He was dependent upon you. What an amazing God we serve. The God that is doesn't need anything. Made Himself dependent upon you and I. He could send an angel here today to preach to you. He could have an audible voice come from heaven to speak to you. But no, you know what He said? I'm going to do through the foolishness of preaching. He said, I'm, I'm going to make myself dependent upon you. You are His hands. You are His feet. You're His voice. Too many times when we walk out in this world, we become like I am. I'm in among, among strangers and I'm scared and I'll, I'll, I'll re- withdraw into my shell. When Jesus Christ wants to build relationships through me with those that I meet. God sent His Son so that we could have a relationship with Him. Isn't that an awesome God? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. I appreciate our former district superintendent, Brother Putnam. I appreciate our now district superintendent, Brother James Booker. Uh, but I'll never forget, and in my notes here I have, we have charted a course. We have a charted course. You, you see, the thing is, before anybody ever got into a ship and sailed somewhere, they had a destination in mind. It, it, we're not just going to go out for a cruise. We're not just going to go sail around. Even your pleasure cruises have a destination. They have ports of call where they're going to stop and they're going to let you off. And then you're going to get back on the ship and you're going to go to another location. And, and you know what? The Bible says that we're, one day we're going to get to our desired haven. I want you to know that Jesus Christ wants to and will direct our paths. And that He is the purpose of our life. We are not just wandering through life aimlessly. I want you to listen to the continuation of our text this morning, Psalm 107, 28 through 31. It says, Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. It just got done saying they, they see him, His works and His wonders in the deep. And it says, and, and those that go down to the sea and ship, they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and He bringeth them out of their distresses. Can you say Amen. He maketh the storm a calm, so the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet. Thank God for His peace. So He bringeth them unto their desired haven. 
Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. I'm here to tell you and remind you today we have a destination. I'm going to take a trip in that good old gospel ship. This church isn't just here to have a social club. I'm thankful that I'm a part of the church of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, and it has a destination. We're in this gospel ship. It's going somewhere. We're going to go to glory one day. Can you say amen? We have a purpose for our existence. I want you to know that God wants us out there reaching for those that are lost and saying, come on, we've got a destination. We've got a purpose for this thing. You are not to be empty. There's supposed to be something inside of you. Because you know what? We'll never make our destination without Jesus Christ in our life. There are many types of ships. That's why I didn't just title my message, Ship. It's not just about one ship. It's not just the term relationship. There are many types of ships when it comes to human interaction. When we meet other people, we are called strangers. But as our involvement with each other grows, the words that we use to describe that involvement changes into vessels. Friendship. Companionship. Courtship. Relationship. We are no longer strangers, but now we are Vessels, it's a description of a vessel that's meant to carry something. And these terms of involvement tell us something about the level of our commitment. Our interaction with others was meant to have purpose. It was meant to carry something of great value. It was meant to take us somewhere we couldn't otherwise have gone. We need each other. We are what they would have called years ago an armada. A group of ships. And we are stronger when we are together. The greatest relationship we could ever have is the one that we have with our Creator. In the beginning, we were separated from our greatest love. And throughout the Old Testament, God was a mystery, remaining nameless and basically unknown. They knew Him as I Am, Jehovah. Elohim. But you and I know Him by His name. And that name is above every name. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. K 
Calvary is where we were able to be reunited with Jesus Christ once again. And today, if you have Him in your hold, if you have Him in this vessel that you call a body, if you have Christ in your heart, I tell you today, don't ever let Him go. Don't ever let Him out of your hold. Keep Him in your heart. Make that relationship the most important aspect of your life. You know what? My relationship with others might fail. And I might have heartache and I might have sorrow. I might have storms in my life. I might have rain and thunder and all kinds of turmoil. The winds of adversity might blow. But if I have Christ in my hold, if He's in my heart, I don't have to fear. I can be in great joy. He's the only thing that gives meaning to all my other relationships that I have. And today we need to realize that without Him, we will never reach our desired destination. But with Him, no storm is too great. No wind is too strong. I think it's a good thing to have Jesus in your ship. Matthew eight twenty three through 26 says, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him. Now let me just say something, folks. If he was asleep and it's rain and it's windy and there's, I don't know about you, if uh, we just got done with a little bit of rain outside. Uh, How many of you went and, you know, just got a sleeping bag, went outside in the backyard and said, I'm going to sleep out here tonight. No, because that rain pounding on your face would keep you awake, that thunder and lightning, the wetness of that and the, the elements. Jesus was covered. He was in a safe place in the ship. Or can I put it this way? I don't know how big the boat was that they were in, but whatever it was, whatever area he was in would have probably been considered the hold. It was the place of safety. It was a covered area. And there he was asleep while the boat is rocking in the waves and the wind is howling and the rain and the thunder is clapping. I want you to understand that's where Jesus is. He's asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us. We perish. And he said unto them, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and he rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea to have Jesus in our ship. To have that Spirit of God in our vessel.
How long has it been since you spoke in tongues? When was the last time you had a meaningful time in prayer? When was it about making sure that His presence is still there? I'll never forget a time. I don't have this in my notes, and I don't want to take a whole lot of your time today. But let's, let me just share a story that I, I, when I was first in the church, I heard about the rapture all the time, Brother Parker. I don't hear a whole lot of preaching about the rapture. Not like I did when I first came in the church. But let me tell you something, folks. One day he's coming. But I remember I was living with this gentleman. We shared a house. We, we, he was my roommate, and, and we were friends. Uh, you don't live with somebody if, you're not, if you don't have a friendship with them. And, and him and I were sharing this house that his dad owned. I paid rent. He paid rent. And it was a good uh, a situation while I was single and trying to find my way through life. And there, him and I would work on things out in the garage, which was about... 25, 30 feet away from the house farther back on the property. Well, I was working on a car in the garage and John, both of us went to church, both of us. He was my spiritual twin. I got the Holy Ghost and baptized with him, both of us, one right after another on the same day. And I was working on something in the garage and John came up to the garage door And he said something to me, and I I wanted to just finish what I was doing. I had some welding goggles on, and I was busy, and I I heard him say something to me. And I'm like, I'm just going to finish this up, and then I'll, I'll talk to him. And so I finished the weld that I was doing on that particular item. I set my stuff down, took my goggles off, turned around, and he wasn't there. Folks, I want you to know, there wasn't a lot of time that elapsed from the time he called upon me and I turned around to look and he was gone. I walked outside of the garage and I'm like, John? And now I'm getting a little nervous. I I, I walked all the way around the garage. He's not there. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh God. And I stopped. And I said, Jesus, I love you. And I began to speak in tongues. And I felt the presence of God come down. And all of a sudden my heart goes, oh, wow. Thank you, Jesus. The rapture didn't take place. I still felt his presence. And then all of a sudden I saw John walk past the window in the house. I walked up there and I said, John, you called my name. I turned around a moment later and you're gone. He says, yeah, I forgot something in the house I had. I turned around and I ran back to the house. I said, don't ever do that again. Tell me you're leaving. I thought God came back and I was left behind. When was the last time you thought, I want to know if your presence is still with me, God. Because you know the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. And there was no greater peace in my life 
than when I could feel his presence. And I knew that he didn't leave me. That I still had him in my hold. And I knew that I knew that, that moment there's still hope for me. I still have purpose. God still loves me. All of those things. I didn't think about all those things at that moment. But that's what was really being said. I'm thankful today. I can feel His presence here. Every relationship that you ever develop must be centered upon Christ. No other way to build a ship. No friendship will last without Him. No courtship will last without Him. No relationship will last without Him. In closing this morning, I first want to say thank you. I'm a little uncomfortable today because some of you are strangers. But after today, you know what we can say? Hey, I know you. I've seen you before. We're no longer strangers when we can say that. I can't say and preach this message without reminding you that on our way to our destination, all the ships on the sea are not there for our benefit. For there are some pirate ships. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And they have an empty hold. And you know what they want to do? They want to steal your treasure. They want to take something out of your life that's of value. And they want to put it in their ship. They want to rob you. They'll want to kill you. They want to steal from you. Is that not the description of our enemy? He has come not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And when a pirate ship attacks, that's all he leaves is a bunch of rubble out in the ocean, a sinking ship left with nothing of hope. Folks, I want you to understand today that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And because of Him, we have protection. He will keep us on our way. But if we lose Him, if He is stolen away from us, don't ever let anybody take your relationship with Jesus Christ out of your life because you'll just be left sinking in the sea. Paul himself said, lest I be Come shipwrecked. I'm going to preach and keep my life right with God because I want to make sure that I make heaven my home. If you have the Spirit of God in your life, I want you to know you have what you need to reach your desired haven on every story. In every story, we want it to have an ending that says happily ever after. One day this life will end and the only love that will matter 
is the one relationship that will save us. And we need to have Him in our ship, in our vessel. Romans 8.11 says this, But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. We need to keep and hold on to Jesus Christ with everything we've got. We need Him in the hold of our vessel. It is our purpose in life. And it will be that relationship that will save us in the end. For there is no greater love than the love of God. May He be the focus of every one of your relationships. And may it be the focus of the relationship that we are a part of. I leave you with this today. Sometimes it'll seem like he's asleep. Sometimes it seems like he's not even there. But if he is, there's no storm that can destroy you. Would you stand with me this morning? This last February, we celebrated something called Valentine's Day. It's a time of love. And on Valentine's Day, we give candy and cards to those that we love. But Jesus gave us so much more. He said, I don't want to be just with you. I want to be in you. I want to be the very thing that you put within your hold. And Jesus Christ, to show us his love, gave us the earnest, the down payment of our inheritance when he baptized with us, baptized us with his Holy Spirit. And right now, I'm going to just ask as I turn this back over to your pastor, I just want you to reach out to heaven. I want you to speak in that heavenly language. I want you to say, God, I'm so thankful to have you in my hold. Here I am, Lord. I give my heart, my soul. That's it. Just go ahead. Reach out to God right now. Blessed be your name, Almighty God. We praise you. We glorify and honor.